0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. We haven't had a guest in since March. No. And uh, one of the things uh, Matt and I truly, truly miss is. Great bartenders, yes. <laughs> great winemakers. Number
1: one is people coming in and mixing cocktails for us.
0: Oh, so you make <laughs> gin, do you? Wow, you, you you so have a place on the show. <laughs> have you got ice? Yeah, okay. So one of the great things uh, about this, that as an indulgence mm. and also as education, you know, it's sort of an equal kind of weight. <laughs> yeah, yes. That you know, end of the show, we have a drink of something really, really good. Mm. But also, even just sonically, um, the fact of having the interactions of people within the studio with how many mics going, Matt? Yeah, with like more than one. More than one would be good because you and I are in different studios right now. Yeah, we're looking between the glass. Yeah, weird.
1: Hello, Hello, Matt.
0: Hello. <laughs> Slightly distorted.
1: But also, you know, if you've been if you've been a regular listener to this show over many many weeks, you're probably getting, if like us, a bit fatigued of the phone because it's like you know if you talk to someone on the phone, it kind of. Sounds like they're on the moon. Sonic fatigue. Yeah. Yes. So we uh, plan to
0: uh, alleviate that. Yes. And also, it, this fits in well because we're going into the celebration season. Open, close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> celebration yeah. season. Anyway, drink heavily alone. Um, and uh, one of the the great drinks of celebration is uh, is bubbly wine, yes, also known as champagne, yes, sparkling wine, mm. um, Cava, if you're in Spain, yes, or prosecco. And um, we dug something out of the freezer, which is sort of our little euphemism for getting something that's already been recorded. I think yes. you, you came up with that one, Matt, and very very good it is too. <laughs> and we found the prosecco queen, a Melissa Brower. Um, Feel free, look her up uh, The Prosecco Queen mm. She still has a great online presence She is working her ass off to pivot And you know
1: Yeah, I think as as so many in the industry are
0: Yeah, so Mel, thank you for allowing us to replay it Well, we probably would have done it anyway If you said <laughs> it was just, you know, courtesy
1: But you yeah, know. we'll learn a little bit about uh, The different styles and types of Prosecco
0: Because it's all about the sugar and um, you get to hear the pops, and we hear about how Prosecco started. Um, i got to say, in a way, even though they're not really comparable, I had someone slap me down at builder's arms, Jen Flanagan, if you're listening, (laughs) going, what are you talking about comparing champagne to Prosecco, you philistine? (laughs) Um, But I don't know. In a way, I kind of prefer Prosecco now.
1: Yeah, it's a different style of drink, isn't it? It's um, a little bit less
0: alcohol. Yes. There's a little bit more, depending on the dryness. It, it's just a really, really pleasant thing and really easy to drink without having falling down water.
1: And it's another one of those drinks that sort of, it's, it's taken 10, 15 years, but it's starting to, be, it's almost taken over in, and probably thanks to uh, the ubiquitous Aperol Spritz, uh, probably equates to a lot of Prosecco oh, cells. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's just a great drink to have on its own. I, think, I remember I had my first ever Prosecco uh, in St Kilda A place called Pelican in St Kilda Probably the early Pelican. noughties Pelican, wow And uh, at the time The waiter yeah. said Yeah, it's like an Italian style And this yeah. is the first in Australia and Have it was, a go
0: Was it, it King, uh, King Valley? It was
1: Dalzotto, yes
0: Dalzotto um, And it also was one of the very, very first Sparkling wines that came with a Bottle cap Yes And we thought that was really cool
1: But it kind of still is cool
0: It's still cool It's yeah. cool So anyway So that's a long way of us saying Uh, Melissa Brower, Prosecco Queen Please look her up Go buy something from her website Because she's an awesome woman And Mm -hmm. she has also been One of the things that has really brought up Prosecco into people's minds Is all the classes that she has done And the familiarisations that she has done With uh, Prosecco Mainly her gig Mm. Is as well as supporting the Australian Prosecco Industry that came Mm -hmm. from the King Valley Out of tobacco growing Is that she imports a yeah. lot of that stuff So anyway yeah. um, And she's also great fun And yeah. oh, also the fact I love <laughs> from Millicent that You don't drink this stuff Out of little Flutes <laughs> Q swear word Which I deleted <laughs> Did you hear it? Yeah you did Didn't you? Um she likes to have it in a bowl and you have this big glass in what what do
1: you call like a normal wine glass as opposed to a yeah or,
0: or also she has um i think plumber making um, flutes that are a little bit bigger, so that's that's kind of a nice thing yes um we will have John promise yes. cross our hearts. and I made a uh shepherd's pie, but I called it a shepherd's pie with a Spanish accent oh, so a little bit of um uh, got the shank made a sofrito, yep um so onions um garlic at the end rosemary was the spice and um but i also put in some peppers some beautiful bullhorn yes. peppers which yes, i'd yes. you know scalded in the oven and seeded so there was that mm. and a little bit of paprika not smoked paprika mm. cuz that would have been too obvious i thought <laughs> <laughs> to myself as i like sipping on my wine while i'm cooking <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't want to be too obvious. And, uh, and I made a really, really nice mash and put that on top. You want to see a picture of that? Go to my Instagram account, uh, yes. eat it, Cam Smith or Cam Smith eat it. I keep forgetting how I organize that. Yes. But it looks pretty cool. And it, uh, there's some photos of the cooking of the sofrito.
1: And it's funny because you, you told me about this during the week and I'm like, aha, right back at you. Yeah, right back at you. One of my little uh, lockdown lifelines has been I think it was originally a Frank Kimura recipe. It's a vegan shepherd's pie. Yes. And it works really, really well. So, what's
0: uh, what's the bulk of it?
1: Well, effectively, it's it's a sofrito, as you say, Mm. um, and then the grilled to the grilled, you add some already cooked lentils. So you could use a tin of lentils if you want. I use fresh, and you just boil them up for half an hour, Um, and then some mushrooms and a tin of tomatoes. What's the
0: spice? You're putting a spice in there? No, no spice. No spice. Because you could probably put a resiny spice in there, like an oregano or a thyme. That would work well. Maybe even rosemary, although. The other weird sure.
1: little freaky factor to it is a little dash of- What would you uh, say? Freaky factor. Freaky factor. The freaky factor. A little dash of soy sauce is actually quite good for, for a and base. Uh-huh. And that works well. And then, so you think, okay, shepherd's pie, mm-hmm. so needs mash on top. Yes. How do you do vegan mash? I, actually did, a, I did a bit of Googling. Cause, oh, cause normally, oh yeah, this
0: is really good. This is good. Normally You're going to like this, folks.
1: Normally potatoes, like, they want obviously some fat, like to be- to, to, is part of the mashed potato. It's uh-huh. fat and salt and Soften potatoes. it out, otherwise it's just claggy. And so, you know, of course there are vegan substitutes for milk or butter you could try. Mm. Um, whereas I quite like what I ended up doing, which was a little bit of olive oil to give it some unctuousness. Mm. But the the top tip is just use a bit of the starchy boiling water from your potatoes. So when you boil the spuds...
0: So this way you've got to peel your potatoes. That's true. Yeah, otherwise you
1: you're in a bad way. (laughs) The water won't be starchy, but it actually it acts as a good way to loosen up your mashed potatoes and still be vegan. So um, give it a try. So So a little little bit of olive oil and a little bit of starchy water from the spuds.
0: So it's the liquid that binds. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to do a little bit of a setup for you. We've got something that, uh, as Matt and I said, or actually it was Matt who said, "What is this?" We got it out of the freezer.
1: So this is something we, we freezer uh, we we broadcast a couple of years ago. We thought yes. it'd just be good to have. Uh, so it's two years old. It is. Be good to have just a segment where we're not talking to people on the phone because it sounds a bit draining. Yeah, and also we're drinking. Yeah, because <laughs> we
0: need drink. So we're doing this. Uh, this is uh, virtual drinking. Yes. But uh, just to introduce it, this is Melissa Brow. She is also known as the Prosecco Queen, a great educator, a bon vivant, mm. uh, and uh, a fixture in the days when we had food festivals. Yes. Uh, and no doubt uh, will be again, but you can also, if you need some good deals on Prosecco for, uh, for Christmas, have a look at her website. Yeah. Proseccoqueen.com.au. Um, should we just start it? Let's check in. Let's have a drink. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> we got something for you to drink because <laughs> it's Melissa Brother Prosecco Queen. A very good afternoon to you.
2: Good afternoon.
0: Hello. Or should I say salute? Ah, salute. And uh, we have.
2: Oh, oh could I have done that any Not more bad. perfectly? <laughs> May have opened yeah. a few of those in my time. You might have done
0: this before. Um, okay, maybe just in 30 seconds, just to get the obvious out the way. Um, in the old days, we used to drink champagne, but then a new kid came on the block, wasn't a new kid. What happened?
2: Um, Prosecco became more and more um, readily available yeah. um, in Australia. Uh, People were travelling more and more, going over to Europe, drinking a lot of Prosecco, coming home going, I wouldn't mind continuing having a bit of that beverage. And then I think the Australians in particular, the guys from the King Valley like... um Del Zotto Del Zotto and then Pizzini yeah. Brown Brothers did a massive marketing push to get the name Prosecco out there. Yes. That started being yeah. something people recognise. Oh, I know that winery. I'll probably try that wine. We'll give it a go. And then that started, you know, then people would go to Dan Murphy's looking for some more Prosecco, Prosecco. and start trying the – the Italian stuff, which luckily we're getting more and more of now of a higher quality. Mm. Um, So there's now a really big range for people to choose from.
0: And we could also thank the the demise of the tobacco industry in a way for the uh, popularity or the production of Prosecco here in this country.
2: Definitely, yep. So um, it started off up up in the King Valley. All that land was um, tobacco farms. And then when that Mm. sort of waned... They all were sort of started getting contracts to grow grapes and then they would have a guaranteed um, buyer for them. Brown Brothers was huge in that. Um, And then once these winemakers had established themselves as being able to grow good grapes, they might have been doing Cabernet, they might have been doing Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay or Riesling, the things that were really popular in the 70s. They started getting. um, They started thinking a bit more about their heritage and what they used to drink back in Italy, and started thinking, "Well, actually, this soil, this climate, could be great for our Italian grapes that we used to." And the time has come, because yeah, and that's exactly how it started. You know, they started planting all these other grapes, and then Otto Del Zotto had this brainwave where he went, "Every time I go to Italy, I drink prosecco, and it's amazing. Why aren't I growing that in my own vineyard?" It's perfect here it's northeast victoria it's cool climate we've got nice hills we can grow these grapes on you know a similar kind of um uh, topography if you like to the italian grapes where they're being grown and the rest as they say is history
0: is history um i'm keep am i keeping you away from pouring some of that into a glass because we don't want to do that hey that's
2: the second one. why you didn't
0: mess around with that one
2: i'm i'm (laughs) what i'm doing today um i've got two different styles of prosecco and the thing that people don't often don't understand or realise is that Prosecco is not just one thing. No. It's not just, here's a bottle of Prosecco, drink that. Yeah. There's a number of different styles of Prosecco. Yes. Um, specifically, if you buy Italian Prosecco, it will say on the label what that style is and what the style is is dependent on how much sugar is in that wine.
0: So what are we looking for so here?
2: So just, just like when you look at a... Bottle of champagne. It says brut. Yes, that actually denotes how sweet that wine is. And it's
0: then if it's not, it says sec.
2: That means it's sweeter. Sweeter. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So any champagne that says brut just means it's going to be within a certain sugar level. And that range. means, it, and that
0: means that all the the sugar has been all fermented out, or there hasn't been that much added in the yeah. first place anyway. Correct. Yeah. Right.
2: Correct. Okay. So correct. Prosecco is exactly the same in that there's, and to my knowledge, off the top of my head, I can think of or eight different styles of Whoa. prosecco in terms of sugar level that will start at zero sugar and go all the way up to sort of 25 to 28 grams of residual sugar.
0: That's why they call you the prosecco queen. Yeah. know uh, that. So, and they all have different um, nomenclatures to them. They have all these different names.
2: Yeah, they do. They so, do. the most common ones here in Australia yeah. is brut, just yeah, like brut. champagne and, and that that's means the most dry? No. No. That's your Sort of mid entry level drive for commercially available product.
0: There we go.
2: Um, It starts at zero dosaggio or brut natur, which means no. None at all, no sugar. Colfondo, which Del Zotto's actually make now, as well as the vanilla Masson in Heathcote that's the bottle fermented prosecco where it's um, a cloudy, unfiltered, um, you know, the original old school prosecco. So
0: this is what the hipsters are like natural yeah, prosecco, they love it. The like beady ones.
2: Pet, pet nat prosecco for dudes with beards, it's ace. It's yeah. so delicious. It's like <laughs> tastes like a Cooper's a bit or a bit like a cider, but it's really dry. Because it's got
0: the leaves still in the yeah, in the glass. It's
2: amazing, literally, little chunks in the bottom of the uh-huh. bottle. Um, so that's, again, zero sugar. What do we say that we're calling that? That's the col fondo. I just wanted to hear you say colfondo. that again. Oh, my it God. Did with, you write that down, man? It means with on, the man. bottom, yeah. funnily enough. Um, Can I hear
1: you say that, man? Col fondo. Hey,
0: hey. col fondo! Everybody all together yeah. out there in the car. Col fondo. Yeah, benno.
2: Um, yeah. So then you've got an extra brute. Extra brute, Which yes. means it's a little bit. Sweeter than your zero, but it's not quite a brute. Then you get to brute, and here's where it breaks everyone's head extra dry.
0: Ah, oh, my head just exploded. So
2: this is why people say, don't oh, no I don't like Prosecco, it's too sweet. That's right, because you looked at the words extra dry in the bottle and, and you, thought, you rightly assumed yeah, that you would thought. mean it's extra dry.
0: But no. <laughs>
2: but no. But
0: no, it's not.
2: What it means is that when Italians talk about wine sweetness, they start at Moscato, which is super, super, no, super sweet. We're yeah, talking hello. 65 to 80 grams of residual sugar. Yeah, my God. That's a lot.
0: Don't give it to a diabetic.
2: So anything less sweet than that yes. is dry. Yes. Which, even though you come all the way down to like 25 grams of residual sugar, that's the one I have for breakfast with my Pandoro on Christmas Day, my, my uh, Italian cake. Yes. Then it goes to extra dry, then it goes to Brute, and then we're back down to zero again. So, if you want a less sweet Prosecco when you're looking for your Christmas function drinks at yeah. the bottle shop, go for the Brute. Yeah. And if you're looking for one that's slightly sweeter, you go for the extra dry.
0: And what was that one way out of the, on the extreme? On the on the wing, of the dry wing? Oh, as in? The very driest. What was that called oh, again? Oh,
2: it's called Brut Natur.
0: Brut Natur. Or zero. Nothing. Yeah. Or zero, no sugar.
2: Zero dosaggio, which is the same as you know, no dosage.
0: Zero dosage. Yeah, no yeah, got it.
2: So I'm going to pour you. And, and
0: don't forget Calfondo.
2: I'm going to pour you a little <laughs> bit of the Brut now so that you can try that. Yeah. And then back that up with the extra dry so that you can have yeah. an experience of how those two are different.
0: Can I just tell you, Matt took the tram today, so he's just ready to just pour it <laughs> down his throat. I can saying, leave you
2: the bottle, my friend. No, no, no. He it, just it won't hit
0: the sides much is what you're yeah. trying to say. I'll, I'll pass around. I'll pass Oh, you don't. I'm professional, man. Oh, I There's just no just cameras in here. Just pa- no, I'm oh, not no. even saying what we're happened. We're not passing over the panel. No, right? we're not doing that. No, that oh, no, be...
2: we didn't do that. that so which to be... just this is the brut. Brut. So this has got oh. around seven grams of residual sugar. So it's still quite um, dry.
0: Okay. First of all, it's being served in a uh, tulip glass. It's yes. It's a bit like a flute, but um, it's got—it's uh, a generous flute. A
2: wide bowl. We like yeah. to call that,
0: and it's got this stem that plunges down, so that the bead is somewhere to start from. And I love exactly. that about the glass; it's really
2: pretty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they're the best. The bowl is actually um, wide there, so you can actually allow the wine oh, to open the up. This is Plum.
0: I love this Plum yeah, champagne glass. They
2: helped me out with the glasses for the Prosecco Festival, and I absolutely love these. I'm super dedicated. So to this them. is
0: this is a Prosecco glass made by Plum. Yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. the flutes, they, they actually sandblast. Yep. They've they got a little sandblasting. They have to.
2: Yeah, and the reason that we have this shaped glass, so the tulip instead of the straight flute, is that that means there's more surface area in the glass. So the air can get in, the wine can open up. Cause and, we, you, and you can smell it. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can get the aroma. It's like a flower. It's got to open up, and if you have a tiny flute opening, there's nowhere for that wine to breathe, and so you oh, can't right. actually experience it's it. Dumb. Mm-hmm.
0: It's dumb. It's dumbed down. Correct. What are you smelling? Tell us, tell um, us, tell us well, your Well, this
2: to me, this particular Prosecco mm. to me is the absolute epitome of a, a Valdubeadene Conigliano Prosecco, which is the two <laughs> the two hills in the Veneto where the Prosecco is from. Valdobbiadene Conigliano. Mm. They're the two... Yes. Villages, yes. the Strada del Prosecco, the Prosecco road runs between those and all of the Strada best del vineyards. Prosecco. I know. Yes. Yeah. My favourite road yeah. in the world. I know. Um, in a
0: Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, well,
2: not if I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, no one wants to see that, especially yeah. not with Prosecco. Yes. Um, so. The, they're the two names of the two towns uh-huh. and all of the Prosecco, the, the best Prosecco comes from that area.
0: That is pretty dry.
2: And it's beautiful and it's, it's pear and it's green apple and mm-hmm. it's just beautiful and fresh um, and it just smells like Italy to me. This is the, this is the perfect Prosecco.
0: <sighs> what music's playing in the background?
2: Should be something.
0: Should be something gorgeous. Italian. Yeah, well that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, this is quite dry. So um, mm. we've got. I mean, we've got about a, about a minute to try the.
2: So here's your extra dry. There's a little note of wisteria, mm. some almond, a little almost a little bit of nectar kind of thing. Oh, I got going you. On. So
0: in a more floral sort of uh, mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's just a little bit more floral. Exactly the same grapes. Exactly the same winery and the same vineyard, right? Sorry. Is that
0: the glare and grape. Yes. Thank you. In Italy, yeah. yes. Yeah.
2: Still called the Prosecco grape here, but you can see how that's just got a little hint more of sweetness Ooh, yeah. to it, mm. but it's not by any means a sweet wine.
0: It's not cloying. No, not at all. It isn't. Well,
2: I like this with smoked salmon and goat cheese. I like that too. Mm. Um, Next a time brow, I'll bring some. <laughs> how do we find you? Uh, www.theproseccoqueen.com.au Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual places.
0: All that stuff. Yeah. Been a delight to see you Thank as you always. So much. Those of us that have been living in lockdown in the five-kilometre zone have not been able to visit, and we miss you incredibly, but you're still here, John, from the Queen Victoria Market, Tomato City. Hello.
3: Hello. Yes, we are still here. <laughs> How is
0: everyone? Hey. Uh, look, good, good, but... Um, I feel like I'm missing out on the bounties of spring. Uh, very. You are,
3: you are. Listen to this.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Did you hear that one?
0: There was there was there was a yeah, asparagus cracking, wasn't it?
3: No, something that we have oh. all the time, but we don't normally talk about. Ooh. A beautiful Dutch carrot.
0: Oh, s- uh, more snappy. Yes. Okay. Yes.
3: Yes. Um, yeah. Oh. Things. everything's snappy at the moment because, like you said. It is spring, we've got beautiful asparagus and broad beans. Yes. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, a little bit breezy and a, bit, a little bit cool. I think people are um, uh, not coming out because they're feeling cold, but slowly people are trickling through.
0: Mm, well, you, you're very, very much missed uh, at the moment. And uh, getting back to the carrots, they're a very underappreciated vegetable, I'd have to say.
3: I think so. These are the... Um, orange carrots uh, the normal dutch carrots what we call normal but uh, my dad and my uncle used to tell me that the original carrots were uh, white and eventually they developed them to be orange but uh, lately we've had rainbow colors we've had the purple ones we've had the white ones yellow ones um, and they're all beautiful have you got a
0: favorite way of doing carrots
3: I'm rather naughty. The best way is to steam them, maybe with a little bit of olive oil, but mm-hmm. we like to get decadent. When we are frying potatoes, we like to fry the Dutch carrots. They take a little bit longer, yeah, but they come up a beautiful golden brown and, and all the sugars come out and they're nice and soft and, um, yeah, decadent.
0: Can I add decadent you?
3: Yeah, and some people do them no. steamed and put honey on them and... Some just throw them in the roast. Yes. There are so many things you can do. Beautiful snack on. Great for the kids for their school lunches um, and and even in the offices. um, I've got a high court judge who buys a bunch or two every week and um, in between breaks he's snacking on his carrots um, so that he's not eating coffee scrolls all day.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) And it keeps his eyesight going well to to read all those briefs, which apparently was... Propaganda. It yeah. was. It was. It was brought to you by the British government during World War Two. But uh, my favourite way, if I'm going to get really, 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 really decadent, is um, brown sugar uh, brown sugar mustard glaze on carrots is yeah. just awesome. And also, if you're going to do a shepherd's pie as we were talking before, just to bring it back. We were talking shepherd's pie before, John. Um, you've got to have a little bit of carrot in there just to bring out the sweetness, and that's its gig if we look at carrots as well as fat-soluble vitamins. It's about sweetness, isn't
3: it? Oh, definitely so. It's nothing worse than having a carrot that's hard and got no flavour and no crunch at all.
0: Yeah. Get these carrots out of here, I'd say. Get these things out of here. Um, all right, so just to make us jealous... Uh, it is spring. The beautiful cute, Koo-wee-rup asparagus is happening and also broad beans. What have you been doing with those, John?
3: Uh, the broad beans last night ended up on the table just steamed. Mm. Actually, they had Dutch carrots in them as well. <laughs> carrots. Uh, normally, we just steam them with a salad onion yep. and a drop of olive oil and, and they come up a treat. Uh, and they were really, really nice and tender. They don't take... Uh, much more than a few minutes to uh, steam up Um, and a lot of people have been buying two kilos so they're going to have pasta and broad beans which is um, a nice combination as well yes and the kui asparagus we've been really lucky they're green from top to bottom and there's no waste at all on them i've been telling the people reminding people not to snap them just to cut the bottom (laughs) bit off
0: yes i know this, is, well, this is, You know, this is something you've been teaching people for many years.
3: Well, why waste good vegetables? I know. You know, nature's taken a long time to make them come out of the ground, and the growers put the time in to get the best product out. Mm. So, you know, we shouldn't waste anything at all.
0: So, yeah, um, just to get back to it so that people are, are properly briefed, there was a rule of thumb that went that if you break the asparagus – it knows and it tells you where to break. But if you do that in front of John, the finger will start waving and will go, no, no, you're wasting a bit. You should be cutting down a little bit further. Is that correct?
3: That's correct. That's sort of it in a nutshell. If if you've got uh, asparagus of the forest, um, they're normally thin and spindly and a little bit coarse, Mm. and the French will always tell you you snap them and where they break off is the right thing. The bottom bit you throw into um, your a stock or something, so yeah. you don't waste them.
0: Yeah, I don't know about um,
3: that. But ours are cultivated, and um, they they go boom and they grow virtually overnight, you could say. And um, you know, it's just a tragedy to to waste the good bits that are that are stuck to the white bit. If there's any, peel it back if you have to.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. And uh, and one of the things I know that you ask for that you that you coax from your wonderful life partner, Franca, is the asparagus omelette.
3: Definitely. Have so. you had one yet? Um, have you? Not for a few weeks, but I'm mm. sure it will happen because she said, bring a lot home and we'll see what happens.
0: You guys, so <laughs> you, you guys are cool at the moment, so she's feeling agreeable yeah. and she'll do that for you?
3: Life's always cool, you know that. We yeah. all complain. But oh, life's good. You haven't <laughs> have
0: upset her lately, though. That's That's a good thing.
3: Well trying not to but sometimes
0: <laughs> <you know? laughs> Sometimes these things happen. Now the name of the stall is Tomato City. There's lots of people that have come over the years to say good day to John and go, oh, I've heard you on the radio. Um, in H Shed at the Queen Victoria Market. Because it is Tomato City, we'd be remiss without asking what's going on with the Martys. Well, Mate.
3: again again we've been rather lucky because um um, some of the crops are just coming to an end in the glass house. Mm. The next crops a little bit slow coming on, but um, we, we've got some beautiful La rouge de Marmont. They're not very big; they're just bigger than an egg this Because normally they can be quite big. We've had them up to six, seven hundred grams each. Whoa. But these these are tiny ones because the plants are um, dying off. And um, we'll look forward, hopefully. If everything goes right, they'll have their new yes. crop next week. Yes. They're very tasty. And same with the cherry tomatoes. They've just started picking the new crops of cherry tomatoes. So, um, The berries are a little bit smaller and not quite as red as I like, but a lot of people like them a little bit greener because they're crunchier, they're tartar. Um, and we've got beautiful black Russian tomatoes as well, the big ones, not the round ones. They're, um, they actually look like an Adelaide tomato as well.
0: So all then, sort of wrinkly and um, yeah, sort of folded in amongst yeah. itself rather than smooth skin.
3: Yeah, the yep. ugly, beautiful flavour. Mm. And then we've got the round varieties from Murray Bridge. Um, we've got one that's a little bit crunchier and more acidy, uh, similar to a Doncaster tomato, uh, which is also uh, crunchy and acidy, uh, grown in Victoria, but these are from South Australia. And we've got the um, normal variety that we normally get out of the glasshouses that are uh, juicier, sweeter, um, nice and red. I, I brought in a, a redder line this week. Normally we get uh, some greener and some redder, but because it's cold, we decided to bring in all red ones. So Fair we enough. We now.
0: Fair enough, John. Okay, and in one minute, your pick of the market, please, sir.
3: Oh, my pick of the market's got to be asparagus and broad beans about. i about uh, with a beautiful plump. Red bullhorn capsicums from Queensland. Yep. And we've got some small uh, red capsicums that um, are just the size of a cricket ball, beautiful to stuff and um, fry or bake. And the bigger ones that are nice, big, juicy, crisp capsicums full of vitamin C and flavour that are good for you. Uh, polyflowers. I don't know why people are shying away from them. They're nice, big, bright white ones, yeah. um, nice and tight. So Maybe people have
0: finally gotten over roasting them.
3: Yeah, yeah, but uh, we got Lucky Franco parboiled and battered and fried them earlier in a week. That's the die for another one of my downfalls.
0: Yeah, well, um, we, we all have some of those. All right, one yeah. more, John.
3: One more. i got some beautiful continental parsley. It's bright green with yeah. vivid green to the same. And that's one of the best uh, antacids that that nature can give us. Very good for tabuli. Good in the soup. Good everywhere.
0: It's got it all. Thank you, John.
3: We got it all.
0: Looking forward to seeing you soon, my friend. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.